Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello, hello, lovely people. I am joined by the wonderful Leah Fink today, and she's coming on to share with you about her experience in the 15-hour workweek mastermind. Um, We are just shy of halfway through. but we really wanted to capture what she's achieved so far, what have been some struggles, some ahas, some results, like all of the juicy stuff from where we are now. And then we'll be bringing her on again so you can get the like middle and after. So it's not quite a before and after, it's a middle and after. Um, Leah, hello, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, so good to have you. Why do you start by introducing yourself? Okay. My name is Leah Wiseman Fink. I live in Brooklyn, New York. I am a life and business coach, mom of two kids, co-owner of a chain of pizzerias in New York. Mm -hmm. And we all know how good New York pizza is. Yes. Yes. Come visit and try it. Yes. Well, what's it called? Tell us. Oh, sorry. It's called Williamsburg Pizza. We have um, six locations. I mentioned the sixth one we're having opening party for tonight. It's in Bushwick, New York. So crazy. Who knew that would happen? We're like two Midwestern Jewish kids. And now we have a chain of pizzerias in New York City. Well, let's even jump there. Not that I intended to, but that was something we spoke about this week in the mastermind um, because it's such a fun example. So this business, I, I think sometimes we take business so seriously and we think we have to be like all committed to like my goal is to have six locations within x amount of years and if we don't state that out loud then we won't create it but that's actually not how you and your husband created and scaled this business no not even in the least pizza wasn't even on our radar um my husband at the time that we opened it didn't eat gluten or cheese. So like, not like not even in our realm. And what happened, you want me to tell the story, I assume, is he was working on Wall Street. I was working in education at a full-time job and he came home from his job one day. We had been married, I think two or three years and said, I have an idea for a side project. And before you say no, just like, hear me out. Um, and like, then let's make a decision. Um, he didn't say let's make a decision, but like now in my world of like thinking about things, that's what we did. So he said the piece of property in our building, we were live up. We actually live upstairs from the pizzeria became available. And he always wanted a piece of New York. And he realized that there was no pizza within seven blocks of where we live, which in New York is like basically like a desert. Um, so he, like he said, I have this great idea. I want to start a pizzeria. Um, what do you think? You know, of course, as a married couple, like we make these decisions together. It's not, you know, Mm -hmm. let me, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. So I said, I thought about it for a minute and I thought, okay, 
except for we're also planning to start our family this year. Like we have been married, like this was the timeline. I was like, you know, ready. We were both ready. He said, okay, we can do both. And then it was like decision made. There we go. Like, let's just, you know, let's start the process. The wheels were turning and, and, you know, I think he probably signed the lease very short, shortly after. And then after that was, we found the pizza chef. There's no pizza person involved yet. So the pizza person actually got we found him on Craigslist. Amazing. Insane. And then the build out and all the things we opened the pizzeria in September and I find out I'm pregnant that same week. So that's, that's, a, that's, that's a story. No planning, no, nothing happened except for the decision. And then everything happened after that. Yes. Which is so important for everyone to hear. Like, the perfect plan wasn't in place and everything still worked out which I feel is like one of the things we speak about in the mastermind as well and that's why it's so powerful I think for you to bring that example to the community and share it of like you know if there's ever I always think like it was similar for me when I started my business like there's so many logical reasons to not do something and they don't really matter if you make a decision to do something and I think that's such a powerful example yeah. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. And then it's also um making the decision and then just continuing with the decision, right? Like obviously there was a million roadblocks with pizzerias and with us having a child at the same time. A million reasons not to do it, but it's just like recommitting to the decision again and again even when it's hard. Um I think that that's like a huge piece of why it's been successful. Yes, I love that. It's like um kind of why I wanted to bring you on in the middle because at the end it's so easy to be like and then it all worked out and it was all magic but when we are in the middle we are still I mean I don't think there's ever a point actually where we don't face the roadblocks I think we just get way better at seeing the value of the roadblocks or seeing the like temporariness of them temporariness We'll, we'll use that word. <laughs> Temporary nature I don't know yeah. um, it reminds me of like to do to talk about even another metaphor. Um, I ran a marathon in 2019 with two kids and two businesses and every other reason not to do it, but every step of it, every roadblock, every training run, every like sprained ankle, every, you know, whatever, continuing to do it, continuing to like commit to it, um, was the success. Oh, so good. Everybody, listen to that that is so good continuing to do something was the success that's really it, it. yeah that's it that was it yeah um yeah and I mean there's roadblocks to every I think about actually the marathon a lot in business yeah because like the roadblock of waking up at 5 a.m the roadblock of cramping on mile 18 the roadblock of childcare for training hours, like all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you find solutions past those roadblocks, then you're, it's done. It's like already, I felt like the race with, I felt like I had finished the cross the finish line before I ran the race. Cause it's like, yeah, I done all the work. Yes. And it's like really the roadblocks are there, whether you achieve the thing or not. So if you're waiting for all the roadblocks to clear, you are never going to do the thing. Right. 
So on that note, I also want, because you were the last person, I'd like sit, I'd closed and then Doreen slipped in and then like I'd seriously closed and then you emailed. <laughs> and I was like, will I, won't I? Like what? So you didn't know about the mastermind for very long. No. Nope. So tell us how you found out about it and how quickly you decided you made the decision to join. And then when you were in, talk. Oh my God. I wish, I think I would like to look up those messages I sent you because you're like, no, it, I was like, Doreen got in, you're like, no, but it's really closed now. And I was like, I'll write you a compelling application. And you were like, I, I'll read it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I knew at that point that I could. The roadblock, I provided a roadblock and you were like, I'm going to, even with the roadblock, I'm still going to keep moving forward. Yeah. I was like, I know I could do this. I know I could write a good enough, compelling reason yes. why I belong in that group. Um, okay. How fast did I make the decision? I actually remember where I was standing. I was in our kitchen and texting with Doreen about some other things. And this is what she said. She said, you need to be in this room. Mm. I was like, what room? <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's the balls of her as well because like yeah. I literally said to her like well it's already closed but and then we got into it it was okay and she's like no you also need to be it's so funny you also need right exactly lots of balls there yeah. um so my favorite Yiddish word for it is chutzpah do you know that word yeah, yeah it's a good word it just means balls ballsiness um so I also did not know of you at yeah. all you, I, I did not follow you on Instagram. I had not read one word of anything you had written. And she was like, you need to be in this room. I was like, okay, well, let me, can you tell me what this room, what, what does that mean? And Doreen is a very trusted colleague and friend. So first things first, I, I figured like she knew me well enough and knew what she was talking about well enough that like this lined up. So I said like, okay, hold, please let me read. <laughs> what, what are you even talking about? Um, and then, th- then I decided, I was like, yep, need to be in that room. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that working less for more money is a goal. And <laughs> this is, this is what I, what I thought is if I want to do this, and then this is when you wrote me back, you said, there's another round in six or nine months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I want to do this, why wouldn't I want to do it now instead of a year from now, right? Or like start it in six or nine months from now. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I want to have this result in six months as opposed to a year and a half away? Yeah. Which is so good because I think so often our brain does the opposite and it's kind of like, oh, we can have this result in a year and a half and then we don't need to change anything now and then we're safe. So I think it's so powerful that you flipped that question around and was like, if I'm going to have this result, I want this result for longer in my life. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, I love that. And then, and then what do you think that version of you would think about what you've achieved so far in this room? Um, I would say good for you for deciding first Mm -hmm. and then continuing to commit to it, just Mm -hmm. like the marathon, just like the pizzeria is just like staying in it in spite of roadblocks. Yes. 
And so I only discovered that you'd even cre- already created your 15 hour work week. So we're speaking, I think it was like within by two months you've done it. Yes. Um, because of like a comment, like a, a response to something in the community, like a small, like, oh yeah, I've done, like, yeah, I've done my 15 hour week. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wait, can we celebrate this? Can we celebrate that you've done it? Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think was going on there? Um, the, do you mean the reason why I hadn't like really celebrated it? Um, that's a great question. Um, I don't think I had named Mm -hmm. the accomplishment of it yet. You know, like, I think there was, there was quite a few, and you know, this from the beginning that I kept asking what do you mean how do I do it how Mm. what is it exactly does it mean only three days does it mean if I have a meeting on a Monday I failed does it mean like there was a lot of I don't know how to do this I don't know what I'm doing and I think part of it and we talked about this at the beginning was like feeling very stretched in that room like there's a lot of people in that room who have been coaching longer than I have that have been doing thought work longer than I have, like all of it. So then when I realized that I was actually doing it, I just like hadn't given myself credit that mm-hmm. I did it. Mm-hmm. And I also had to give myself permission to do it however I wanted. Like that a meeting on a Monday doesn't mean I didn't do it or whatever. Like yes. it's more the spirit of it than the, the stopwatch of it. Yes. That's like such an important point for everyone listening. It's the spirit of it versus the stopwatch. It's like continually we think, I think before coming into this room, that it's going to be about like, so for you, you only want to work Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Therefore, if you work an hour outside of that, it's a fail versus like, and it's like, no, it's releasing that and seeing like taking responsibility for how you work in the week and the time that you give to your business versus like setting a rule I think we can understand right that there's this 40 hour work week rule that someone else has created and we don't want to play into that but what we end up doing is we create our own rules and then we become like a victim to our past self and we're like breaking the rules there and I think for you a big lesson has been like unlearning the whole idea that there are rules that you have to follow around this full stop right yeah um so and then let's ask it for the other like what shifted to allow you to create your 15 hour week I think it's trust Mm -hmm. in myself that I can actually do the same amount of work Mm -hmm. um in those 15 hours Mm -hmm. than I was doing and much more hours, mm-hmm. like just like the trust that the clients will still come, the trust that I can still get everything done, the trust that momentum is built, mm-hmm. trust that I know everything I need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how do you think, so re- what do you think requiring yourself to trust those things what's been the bigger impact of that as well beyond just working the 15 hour weeks 
Um, I think trust equals confidence, mm-hmm. which equals energy, which is what people are attracted to when they want to work with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it, I think it backs you into a corner. <laughs> Sorry, people, but it does where you don't have the fluffiness of the extra to do's and the like, you know, the busyness and the feeling validated by getting 17 things done on your to-do list. And it requires you to radically depend on yourself and to radically trust yourself. And from that, you create way better results anyway. It's kind of like, that's kind of the hack of the 15 hour work week is you create the 15 hour week, but you can't just create it in a calendar, like you said. And like we teach in the mastermind with the mindset, it, it requires you to trust yourself on a deeper level. And that trust creates other results beyond just the 15 hour work week. Right. Yeah. And creativity. I think there's some like ways that your brain becomes creative when you can't fluff and like spend time doing things. It's just like ideas come up, connections come up, you know, like even meeting people that I might not have met. Mm -hmm. Um, When you have that like sort of free time to, what is the word I'm looking for? It's actually like the free time makes you more creative, right? It's like what generates the creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like creating basically space in your brain for your brain to create things instead of your brain, you know, what I call the factory mindset, which is like if you are always doing the things and therefore you are always thinking about the to-do list right. and you don't actually have the space to create things that don't exist before. And I think anything about being an entrepreneur that's important it is being creative yeah Um, and you have to create that space first and then your brain like rises to the occasion instead of I don't know if we think about like a marathon just to keep in line with that but it's like if you're always running you might never figure out that you like CrossFit yeah right exactly so that kind of thing um what would you say has been like the most valuable for you in being in this room, joining this mastermind? Okay, so I think part of it is you um, and the way that you think and coach and just being in the room exposed to you and seeing how you um, answer questions and um, like just your perspective on the way you flip things around. Um, I think that that's been a huge benefit. Um, I oh yeah go ahead I also but I do want to expand on that because I think it's like so I think it's not me I think it's like seeing my attitude around the 15 hour work week you know and it's like having someone who has done it and I think all of you that are in the room are going to be are going to be these examples as well where it's like where it's so done and it's so easy I think it's like not me as a person. (laughs) It's kind of like being coached by someone who is is not only in the result, but also so believes in you, so knows how doable it is and is problem solving and helping you problem solve from the place of like, it's done. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. Um, I think also 
I mean, I always say this about rooms that I'm in, but the people in the room, mm. like, right. Just like hearing their perspective experiences, of course, hearing them like solve forth. I mean, that's what like coaching is, is like hear, hearing their, like, actually oh, there's a lot of times in the group calls and I've actually made it to all the live calls. I, I like being live in the room, um, hearing someone figure out their problem in real time is so valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's like also listening when you listen to what they're struggling with before they are solving it in real time, your brain starts to solve it. Right. Your brain is exposed to obstacles and roadblocks to go back to what we were saying at the beginning that you didn't even necessarily see and it starts to solve for it and then gets to see it be solved in a different way. And that's like, I think it's so expansive for our brains um, to be part of those conversations. It's really juicy. Yeah. I also find your, the way you phrase the questions at the beginning of the week and the end of the week, so challenging for my brain in a way, but like every time they come up, I'm just like, shit. (laughs) Um, especially the part where you ask one thing that will make this week successful. Is that the question? Yeah. I'm just like, oh shit, I have to boil it down to one. Yes, because, I mean, this is one of the things I think we've, you know, you've unlearned with the 40-hour mindset is this idea that more is better. Right. So, well, surely doing more is better. Surely achieving more is better. And it's like, what if the opposite is true? What if doing less is actually how you achieve more? Um, And that question, when, when I ask the one thing and I see you guys share and sometimes... We share more than one, even though it says one and our brain really resists the one thing. Um, But that's kind of the point of it is like it's detaching from the more is better mindset, which is very much uh, what what we call the 40 hour work week mindset. Right. Yes. And then I think I forgot where you asked this question, but um, just the idea that time is not real, like when you talk about like the idea that, and I love talking about decisions. Decisions is something that I talk about in my practice all the time, but just the fact that when, um, when it is said that, like, I need more time to make a decision that like, no, 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 that's just not, it's not even a thing. Right. And I love the perspective of that. Cause it's something that I've always thought, but not put into words. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, unfortunately time has become I think things did used to take time basically right like let's speak back like a hundred years ago if I wanted to communicate with you in Brooklyn from here in England that was going to take a lot of time right like I was gonna like write a letter send it on a ship it was gonna be months (laughs) imagine trying to have this conversation um and, and back and forth and back and forth and then put together like a book from it and then print that book and then get it out to people like it was going to take time and now it doesn't and I just think we just haven't changed our vocabulary and we're not questioning it and I think right. that's one thing that we're doing in this room really well is just questioning the narrative the, the words that we just say just because oh it just takes time or it's just going to be better if you just give it some time or knowing when things are the right time and 
what I'm seeing you guys do is unlearn those narratives and create more with less hours just simply by unlearning these narratives right yeah another thing I want to speak about actually because you just went on vacation yes so how like how how was firstly how was that and secondly how is it different did you notice any like changes in your brain or the way you thought about being away from work um since being in the mastermind yeah that's a great question um we went to Jamaica my husband and I with no kids which was it was the first time we've done like a no kids vacation like that on purpose for, we went for four whole nights, which the fourth night really makes a huge difference because here's why it takes a day to get into it. And then you can like fully shut off for, you know, two and a half, three more days. Mm-hmm. Um, I found my brain actually, especially at the beginning trying to think and solve and like, think about my business and stuff. And I just had to be like, actually you said, I remember this, you were coaching someone else and you, you were like, Oh, you're so cute brain. That's so cute. <laughs> right. That you're still yeah. trying to work. Right. Was that the phrase? Yeah. Something like that. And that, so I had to kind of say that to myself, like, um, shh, just like, we're not doing that right now. We're just relaxing. Um, I read a lot of fiction books. Nice. So helpful. I think that's so helpful to turn off the brain because you're like going into someone else's story and world. Mm-hmm. Um, we stayed, we were in Jamaica and we stayed at this place that it's like, you really didn't need to leave. There was like snorkeling and you could go on a sailboat and like three different restaurants. So like, it was just like, the place was like, was like, shh, brain. Like it was just like, <laughs> quiet and then by the time I felt I came back I just felt very refreshed very um excited again the other thing that happened which was amazing and um I think I was writing in our group on the plane on the way there yeah it was the best and most fun sprint work sprint that I've ever had. It was like, I think a three hour plane ride. And I like opened up my computer and I was like, I'm using this three hours to work, do everything, whatever. And when I, by the time I closed my laptop, I was like, that is the most productive three hours I've ever worked. It felt amazing. Um, and I think that's another thing that I've learned from the mastermind is that idea of like the sprint Mm-hmm. And like having the two hours or three hours or whatever, and like just like run. I mean, back to marathon running, like just run, just go, and then you have your break after. Yeah. Yes. I think it is like um a lot of the narrative is like life is a marathon, but a marathon is like exhausting and like long. I mean, you know it versus like the sprint, which allows you to show up high optimized. It for a short, but but it's not sustainable for a long period. I think that's what creates burnout when we try and do that. Um, and yeah, it's fun to, to like implement it, be willing to do it imperfectly, and then create from it and be amazed at like, oh wow, when I tell myself or when I make it so that it's not good, like I'm not giving myself the option to work for eight days today, for eight hours today, sorry, then like how I am willing to show up for that less hours is like higher. And then yeah. of course you are more ready for rest afterwards. 
Yeah, no, it was amazing. I also thought of it in a different way this morning. Social media pulls us in, right? Like this is always an ongoing thing. Um, but this morning, my calls, I had like one full hour, right? So I like posted something, I put it in stories, I responded to a few things, I posted something else. And then it was like, bye, bye phone, right? Like, bye until the afternoon. And that I was like, Oh, this is a, this is a social media sprint. This feels great. Mm. It's not going to pull me all day. I'm not going to be checking it between stuff. It's like done. And then I'll look at it later. Yeah. Listen, like you have two businesses, two kids, a partner, a home, like all of these things, planning vacations. Like this is, this is why um, I teach sprinting because we and and not multitasking because we are multi-rolling every single day we have multiple roles we are already drowning under and the idea of sprinting and it can apply to anything is like being fully present yeah that one thing and then being able to put it away and I think it's about unlearning this idea that we should be available for everything all the time in order to be a good mom and a good CEO and a good partner and really being like, no, 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 I'm going to be fully available to you, to this area of my life for this time. And then I'm not available for it. Like, unless it's like a really, really big emergency and being willing to have that discomfort where I think a lot of the messaging, one of the things, I mean, you tell me, but One of the things, you know, we speak about in coaching is like guilt is created in your brain and it's optional. I really think for like women, working mums, multiple businesses, it's like, no, no, no. Okay, it's optional, but let's be fair about the messaging and the indoctrination and the expectation. And it like it literally is different. So, okay, it's optional, but we have to work to unlearn all of that narrative that is being thrown at us of like, oh, like you didn't make cakes for the cake sale or like oh, you, you don't pick your kid up or like, oh, you have a nanny or like, oh, um, you, you're only working in your business. You're only working 15 hour weeks and you're still making money. Like wherever it shows up, it is this whole dialogue. And I don't think it's fair to just be like, guilt is created in your brain and it's optional. It's like, we live in this culture of guilt. Yeah, <laughs> um, And unlearning that does require like investing energy and resources Um so what would you say, like, has there been any, like, development in terms of your relationship with guilt since being in this program? That's a great question. And I think that as a working mom, as you said, I've been working on this for years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, things like, um, okay, so twofold. Let, let's talk about, like, picking kids up from school and baking cakes. I am not a cake baker. <laughs> I do not do that. Is not we we have decided actually in our family what we contribute to school is pizza. Like we send yeah. pizza for all like the PTA stuff. We send it for the parties. Like that that's that's right. our so like let's put that over there. Um, but yes, it is an unlearning, and you ha- you do have to tell yourself like like even I see like PTA meeting pop up, and I'm like that's not my lane here. I contribute in other ways. Like that's not that's not my lane. But yes, I do think it's become more clear, like the way that we talk about it in the mastermind, um, just like it's choices, right? Like we make choices about what we do and what we don't want to do. And it's like, it's good boundaries to not slip into the things that we don't want to do. Um, because we put our energy and our time, just like the plain work in, in the sprint, like we put our energy and time even better in this category, instead of like half, half in, half out at the PTA meeting 
or whatever. Because I should be there. Exactly. I did one. So like, as an example, one, like there was like a, a gala at school or whatever. And I did do that committee and it was just the wrong <laughs> place for me. And I was half in, half out. I didn't like how I felt in it. Like it was just like, and I think after that, I was like, nope, that's not like, I, I get it. That's not my life. I, I yeah. make peace with it. Yes. So important to and powerful to be able to do that. I think when a lot of the messaging is like there's something wrong or like there's this like hierarchy of like what makes you good or bad at something is like again it's the whole thing of like more is better what if less is better what if like actually the best thing you can do is send really yummy pizza and this is like being on a committee to plan an event when you like don't do event planning don't know anything about it like what if like everyone was just able to really own that what would be different and then I think on the other hand, um, this week, I happened to have a break when my daughter was done with school. My husband usually picks her up, but like, I was like, oh my God, I have this opportunity to walk with him three blocks. She walks out the door, she sees me and she like runs and gives me the biggest hug. This whole thing takes 30 minutes probably. And then we walk home and then she eats a snack or whatever, but like, I appreciated that. Like it was like gold because I was like, I don't often get to do this. It's so fun. She's four and a half right now. So like her age is delicious. And I'm just like, let me soak up every second of this half hour. Yeah. And that like reminds me of what you said at the beginning about I could do this in a year and a half. I could have this result in a year and a half. I could have it now. And I think kids are such yeah. a powerful example of like she's four and a half now if you wait if you don't get the result for a year and a half she's six exactly it's, it's already different right like you it's can just different. yeah that and then it like for kids it, you're exactly right it's like it's so it's almost like fragile right the t- like having her at four and a half it's just like if I don't soak it up it's gone like yeah. it's so temporary yeah yeah and this is why, and, and I think like, and this is going to come up probably in a lot of these interviews that I'm doing with different different ones of you, but it is like um, this idea that, what was I going to say? Wait, my brain's done a second. Hmm, something about time. Oh, this idea that these things compete, that it's like, oh, that's taking away from my business. That's taking away from my creativity. Whereas, like you said, I think when you open yourself up and you and you're like creating that spaciousness in your brain and you're able to create more moments of like gold and appreciation and presence that all translates into more business success as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How would you say like, so obviously we've spoken about the 15 hour mindset in the mastermind. How would you say like, you've applied that either within your business or even outside of your business? Like what have you noticed shift? I do think the point we just talked about, about like appreciating those pockets that are, I mean, even on vacation too, it was just like, soak this up. Like, this is like, I'm not half working half here. I'm just like here, right? Mm -hmm. Let, Let me just be here for three days. It's so rare. It's so like, I'm so lucky to be here. Let me just like fully be here. Um, so I, I mean, that really translates to family and in a lot of ways. And then 
same with like my my practice is one-on-one -on -one coaching so same with those coaching hours it's just like let me be here fully um and give you my full attention and energy and then i think also it's like with those with more time to like recharge and be creative and do what i want to do then my energy and attention is even more valuable in those hours mm -hmm. yeah it's one of the big things that i hear from so many people is like the skill of being present yes everything that we've been taught is more is better more faster is better which means do more at the same time which means have 12 tabs open on your computer and have your phone on in case the kids call and have like you know all of these at the door open in case like for you like something's happening with a pizza place downstairs and it's like navigating all of that versus like actually like one hour to, it's like the same with the sprint it's the same with the presence it's like one hour of focus and true presence is worth like a week of yeah. juggling seven different things at the same time right absolutely so good and um, is there anything I actually want to ask this first what do you so you've created your 15 hour week you've implemented it you've gone on vacation with it all of these amazing things are happening what do you think is your work for like the next for like the second half of the mastermind I think that's a great question. Um, I think I want to, to be frank, I think I want to produce more results. Like I want the, like, I, I want three more clients to be fully booked and I want that to come easily. Like, I want that to feel like this is just momentum and it's coming and like, I fully trust it. So I think that's really my work for the next half. I also think just to feel the rhythm of the 15 hours in that I'm not so like 10 to four Monday, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like that I can be flexible with it and just fully trust myself mm. that there is not a rule. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And is there anything that I have not asked you um, that you want to share? We would want to say to anyone who's listening, who's thinking like, I could never do the 15 hour work week or, um, or anything like that. I think what I would say is it's all about the decision. It goes back to the decision. Like you can make any crazy decision, like open a pizzeria in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like any crazy decision, if you make the decision, if you want it, and you move past the obstacles, then why not you? Yeah, I love that. Why not you? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, tell people about the work that you do and how they can work with you and how they can find you. Sure. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, life and business coaching. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I work with a lot of entrepreneurs growing their businesses. Um, the best way to find me is my website, leahwisemanfink.com, or I post a lot on Instagram. So my handle is also leahwisemanfink. Perfect. We will link that in the show notes. Thank you for being here. I'm so like excited for what you've already achieved. Oh, sorry about that, people. 
so excited for what you've already achieved and so excited for what you are going to be sharing in part two. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you. All right, lovely people. Have a wonderful week. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.